In this bulletin, a 6.4 magnitude earthquake hit southern Tokyo. U.S. President Joe Biden makes a surprise visit to Ukraine. And in cricket, Australia's coach says the team will bounce back. With the latest SBS News and Sports, good morning, I'm Alan Lee. A 6.4 magnitude earthquake has hit southern Turkey near the Syrian border. This comes just two weeks after a larger 7.8 magnitude quake hit the region, killing more than 47,000 people and damaging or destroying hundreds of thousands of homes. Witness reports from Reuters suggest this recent quake has caused further damage to buildings in central Antakya, with Turkish rescue teams running around the affected area to check if people were unharmed. U.S. President Joe Biden has made an unannounced visit to Kiev in a show of support ahead of the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion. Mr. Biden announced 723 million Australian dollars in weapons, including artillery ammunition, anti-armour systems and air defence radars, while also promising to stand with Ukraine for as long as it takes. I thought it was important that the President of the United States be here the day the attack began. Because as the president remember, I was warning the world that he was going to attack. I was certain of it. And uh, I thought it was critical that there would not be any doubt, none whatsoever, about U.S. support for Ukraine in their war against the brutal attack by Russia. Mr. Zelensky says Mr. Biden's visit brings Ukraine closer to victory. That is so important signal for us. Thank you very much for coming, Mr. President. That is a huge moment of supporting of the Ukraine. And I really appreciate that President Biden, American society, being from the very beginning of this tragedy, from the very beginning of this full-scale war, from the first days being together with us. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will speak with Indigenous leaders in remote Western Australia today as part of his two-day visit to the state, which includes a first-of-its-kind cabinet meeting. He's expected to meet with more than 150 community representatives during consultations in Port Hedland, including Indigenous leaders who are expected to discuss local issues. The first cabinet meeting to ever be held in regional WA will also take place at a shipping control tower. But the PM has been facing criticism that his visit doesn't take place in the coastal town of Carnarvon, where alcohol restrictions are being considered amid a spike in alcohol fueled violence and crime. Mr Albanese says the cabinet meeting in Port Hedland was due to be held late last year, but suffered delays outside of his control. I've been uh, to WA nine times nine times since I've been the Prime Minister. I'll be meeting with Indigenous groups uh, from the Pilbara, along with uh, 150 people who are joining the community consultation uh, that we have put in place. I gave a commitment uh, that we would come to Port Hedland to have a Cabinet meeting. And Anthony Albanese says he's seeking a briefing on reports that an Australian archaeology professor has been taken hostage in Papua New Guinea's highlands, along with a number of local researchers. Deputy Police Commissioner Dr Philip Midner says the armed criminals took the group hostage near the border of the Southern Highlands and Hala provinces. He says all necessary resources are being deployed to negotiate the release of the hostages. PNG's Prime Minister, James Marape, has confirmed all of the hostages are alive, but he says his government is treating the case with caution as lives are at stake. There is no place to run, there is no place to hide. 
uh, in our country. And uh, it is advisable for uh, those who are out there. We've heard you. Uh, we know where you have moved uh, in from and where you are moving to. Uh, we got police and military on standby to assist. But in the first instance, we want those cri uh, criminals to release those who are held in, in captivity. Australia's Department of Foreign Affairs is declining to comment. New Zealand's government estimates the damage bill from deadly cyclone Gabrielle could rival the recovery costs from the 2011 Christchurch earthquake, which cost 12.2 billion Australian dollars. A week after Gabrielle first brought gale force winds to New Zealand, authorities are still coming to grips with the magnitude of its destruction. The death toll stands at 11, but that number is expected to grow, with around 2,200 people still unaccounted for. Prime Minister Chris Hipkin says the recovery could take months. Last week we declared a national state of emergency for only the third time in our history. While some areas are further advanced in their emergency response and are starting to look towards recovery, others are still very much in the emergency response phase. Today Cabinet agreed that the Minister for Emergency Management will extend the national state of emergency for a further seven days. This allows us to continue coordinating the response at a national level, ensuring those areas receive the resources that they require. In sports to cricket, coach Andrew McDonald has defended Australia's preparation for their series in India after the team suffered a humiliating collapse to lose the second test in Delhi. After Australia's performance, India only required 115 runs to secure victory and a 2-0 lead for the Border Gavaskar Trophy. McDonald says Australia's batters folded under the pressure and the players needed to do better. But he added he would not change anything about the pre-tour preparation. He says players will reset and clear their minds ahead of the third test starting next week. And that's the latest SBS News and Sports. I'm Alan Lee.